News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Now, let's join our hosts. Hello everybody and welcome to this, the Halloween special of the Spurs News Podcast. Not just because we're having a scary season, I assure you. I am Sam and I'm delighted to say I'm joined by my partner in crime, Matt. How are you, mate? It probably is because we're having... I mean, it coincides quite well, doesn't it? It's been a bit of a horror season so far, hasn't it? It has, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm embracing it. I've decided, you know, YOLO. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) yeah. Let's have some fun with it. Yeah, I mean, it, it just brings back the old days. Yeah, of course, exactly. Yeah, we missed them, didn't we? Yeah, yeah I remember getting dicked 4-0 at Stoke, singing, yeah. we're effing shit at halftime. <laughs> yeah, happy days. Good, I was I was at the um, at the Watford game with my boy, wasn't I, a couple of weeks ago, we were due 1-0, 1-1, and yeah. I can remember the Watford fans singing, uh, how did it go, something like, we're, we're, we're winning away, how shit must you be? I can't remember how they worded yeah. it, you know, but... Yeah. I was just sitting there thinking, yeah, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't hear anyone here singing a song to dispute that, no, my friends. We all agree. <laughs> we're, we're, we're watching the same game as you. We know. We know. <laughs> yeah. No, we, hey, look, we've been here before. We'll, we'll be all right. We'll fix it. Of course it, it will. I said to Dan the other day in our group chat that, you know, all of this would just be a bad memory come the end of the season when we're in the top four and we've won the FA Cup, all right? Absolutely. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be fine. Everyone chill. I do think there would be a real irony, right? And I, I mean, the odds of this happening are obviously against us at the moment, our current form, but things can change and I've got to be optimistic. But the irony of like five seasons under Mauricio Pochettino of continual progress you know last season started a little bit but we made the Champions League final you know continual upward trend Champions League football and everyone the only thing people have had to go at him about is lack of trophies wouldn't it be hilarious if this season we're generally crap across the board we don't make top four we're mid-table we're poor everywhere, we're knocked out of Europe, but we win the FA Cup. Would you think fans would go, yay, a trophy, we're the best? Would you think they'd still be shouting Pochettino out? You, te- you tend to find, Sam, and this is obviously uh, social media kind of only, but mm. people just react to every game. So, you know, yeah. you, you, if we if we win, if we beat Everton, for example, convincingly, yeah. then everything's fine, fantastic, and then we lose next week and suddenly Poch out again. People tend oh, to react. People tend to react uh, game after game. Um, uh, we we won in Europe five nil, and I posted that that was our biggest Champions League win to date, which which you know is a good achievement considering how poor our form's been. Of course. And every other comment was means nothing. <laughs> they nothing. were crap. <laughs> um, this means nothing. Don't get carried away. I'm like seriously. I'm not getting carried away. Just stay in a fact. Yeah. We're all, we all know where we are. Okay. <laughs> Our next game's Liverpool. I'm under no <laughs> illusions what's coming, people. And um, so let's, let's chat about the Liverpool gang then. So um, we went 1-0 up ridiculously early, which um, normally heralds a good 7-2 thumping, I've learned recently. <laughs> um, I don't know about you, Matt. I went into that game with a real pit-of-my-stomach feeling of a 5-0, 6-0 hammering. Yeah, uh, I mean, my, my brother offered me a ticket. I could have gone, and he, he actually did go. And there was yeah. part of me that was like, I'd like to see Anne field it's obviously an iconic ground and it's quite a yeah. famous ground but it just I, I mean I couldn't go anyway because of, of commitments home but I just thought do you know what I don't fancy watching us get stuffed and no. it, it, it was that inevitability about it I think it, it's easy for you I to know say. do you know what it's when it, whenever you say <laughs> there's that word I struggle with and whenever you say yeah. the word because you say the word phenomenal quite a lot and I know I've just oh, said it there because I didn't think about it, but when I think about it, I really struggle to say that Phenomena. <laughs> Mate, don't worry about it. One of the best actors on the planet is a guy called Benedict Cumberbatch, and that guy can't say penguin. Well, there you go. See, and and he, he can I'm say his own name. Joking. Not even joking. If you're listening to this and you've never seen this before, Google Benedict Cumberbatch saying penguin. The so. dude can't say it, and the best thing is he did a wildlife documentary as the voiceover on penguins. No way, that's... So there's a video on YouTube of like, Penguin. That's penguin. Penguin. <laughs> so not only can he not say it, but there's some director somewhere of this documentary that he was the voiceover going, 
oh my god, it's Benedict Cumberbatch. I can't correct him. I can't tell him he's saying penguin wrong. <laughs> and it's there. It's out there. It exists. That's it fantastic. is a thing. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. Yeah, so I, that's I think why, I, I think I'd rather I say a word wrong. Yeah, I was going to say I think I'd rather talk about penguins than talk about the game. To be honest. <laughs> Well, see, the thing is, we went into that game, and I genuinely, pit in my stomach, thought this could be bad. Um, and I turned around to someone, and I, you know, I'm not a negative fan in any sense of the word. And I turned around to someone I know quite well, and I said, look, if someone offered me 2-0 defeat right now, I'd possibly take it mm. just because I want to get out of there and focus on the next set of games, uh, get this out of the way, and it not be a mauling, not be embarrassing. Mm. Um, and we took the lead like straight away, and I was like, "Well, now we've just pissed them off." Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, we just poked them on, guys. Haven't we? <laughs> yeah, what the, what the hell? <laughs> um, but there was this element of we were getting hammered. You know, they were all over us. They were just creating. Paolo Gazzaniga was just like in his best "Thou shalt not pass" mood and was doing phenomenal working goal. Hmm. And and I was watching it. And I was thinking, this feels like one of those classic away performances where teams basically defend in numbers, defend for their lives, and try and spring a counter-attack. You know, we've got a goal up, and what we're going to try and do is spring them on the break. And we did, and we contained that. And yeah, there's an element of luck in that, but there's an element of luck in all sport, in every performance. And then Sonny had that chance. Now, I know goals change games. Of course they do. Sonny puts that away, and we're 2-0 up. It would have changed the whole perspective of everything. He didn't. Mm. We lost. <laughs> but it's just like the finest of margins. So I actually came away from that game going, look, we're not in their league at the moment. And I'm angry that we've slipped that far away from them when only two, three seasons ago we were above them. Mm. But I can't be annoyed at the manager or the team over that because I, I hold the club in general, you know, the management of the club in responsibility for that. And the fact that we had to build a stadium and they didn't. Yeah. So I came away from the game actually not feeling completely, you know, if we got hammered 5-6-0, it would have been awful. Um, but I came away from it with this feeling of, do you know what? Uh, we we are not uh, at their level right now, but we weren't embarrassed, which is something where a lot of teams are embarrassed by Liverpool nowadays. Um, and we actually had an opportunity in that game to, to win it and take the points. The only real negative thing I'll say from that is it, it kind of shows that in myself I've completely changed my... Uh, what's, what's the correct word here? I've completely changed my own perspective on what is good for us right now. Yeah, I, I, do you know what? Funny enough, as you're telling me about this, I'm, I, I'm, yeah. what I'm thinking is, you know, and, and it's something that the two of us go do quite often, and we talk about the dark yeah. days, you know. But you know, yeah. back in the dark days, you just didn't expect to get anything out of Arsenal, Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea, any of those teams. No. You know, if going you... to their grounds was about hope. Mm. <laughs> hope <laughs> you get something. Yeah. Um, but if you got battered. You kind of went away from it and went, well, shake that off. Everyone gets battered there and yeah. move on to the next yeah. game. Yeah. So it's kind of like I've, I've readjusted my mentality to that. Now, that in itself is a little bit sad. Um, I think it's almost like a survival mode that I've got to do it. Because mm. if I don't, I'd be like everybody else and just be, you know, cataclysmic after every defeat. But I I look at it and I just go, i got to accept that Liverpool and Man City are an absolute level above us right now. Um, I don't believe Arsenal are. I don't believe Man United are. Um, I, I look at those teams. Chelsea, even though they're playing slightly better than us at the moment, I don't consider them that level above. So I still think we got it about us that we could beat any of those three teams I just mentioned. Uh, Leicester as well. I know we lost to Leicester, but that for me was one of the most entertaining games of football I've seen this season because both teams went for it. It was a really even game. Mm. And I think either team could have won that mm. on the day. You sure. know, you think about that goal chalked off for VAR, it, really fine margins in that game. Um, so I was kind of, you know what, okay, um, that, that's what it was. And sometimes when you've got teams at a similar level, that's that's what happens. You know, you win some, you lose some. But yeah, so I came away from the Liverpool game kind of accepting our position, 
to where it is right now and not feeling completely deflated by it because I looked at our next set of fixtures so basically November and I looked at that and I just sort of thought to myself well if you were going to try and set yourself a bit of a road map you know a kind of let's get our shit together um, our November fixtures really plays into that uh, December gets freaking difficult <laughs> but 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 November you, you've got games that on paper you look at all of them you'd say we're capable of winning all those games and we're capable therefore of rediscovering our form getting on a bit of a roll and and perhaps putting this season back together mm. uh, and it's this time typically November, December, January time where we're at our best under this manager um, you know we, we're always slow starters you know, crap. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we often have this blip just before the end. But this this period right now, November, December, January, is where we pick up our points under this manager. The fitness kind of hits its level. The team are into their zone. Um, worryingly, it doesn't look like that right now. But like you said a minute ago, the whole feeling and attitude can change by going to Everton this weekend putting in a performance and winning the game mm. because the performance you know you beat them 3-0 but don't play that well we beat them 1-0 but play very well that would almost be better right now you know the, the players getting the touch back that feeling that that kind of oh right so you know when I pass to you and run space opens up weird yeah. <laughs> you know just just the real getting back into that that frame of mind in that zone because if we can do that I think we can kick on this month in, in November and, you know, like I said, maybe repair our season a bit. Yeah, I, I agree. And, I mean, you, you look at it as well and I know you talk about the, the teams of, you know, who not to fear and who to fear and how, where we are now mm. and now as opposed to sort of maybe a few years ago. And, you know, it, what is it, 10, 10 games in now, we played 10 games and out of those yeah. 10 games, we've, we've played away at Man City, away at Liverpool and I know obviously at the Arsenal, with Arsenal, we don't fear them, I guess, as much as Liverpool and uh, no. Man City, but still playing away at Arsenal is never yeah, going to be easy. Yeah, so they they've gone now. So they've gone. So we've got. So really, I mean, Chelsea, Stanford Bridge, Chelsea at Stanford Bridge is probably another one where, even I guess now, even though they're not playing as well as they they normally do, I still don't. You know, I don't think, go there and think, oh, that's three points for us. And maybe many, maybe Old Trafford, maybe. So out of the remaining fixtures, there's probably two there that. You know, I, I kind of still think that we may we, not struggle, but you know, I, I wouldn't mm. be surprised if we don't go away or anything. But apart from that, you know, the yeah. big teams, Liverpool, Man City, anyone at, back at our ground, you know, we're at home, aren't we? So yeah. we've got, I, I, I think we've got a lot of the difficult ones out of the way. I think the thing a lot of people listening to us are probably thinking right now is we've not won an away game in the league in a long time. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so yeah. We're, we're kind of like pointing at this. Um, but it only takes. I, I think I mentioned it last week, you know, like a striker, it takes one going in off his ass sometimes in a goal drought for him to get that confidence back to, to start smashing them in. Mm. And I think with the team, you know, if we managed to do win, if we managed to win at Everton, I think it could just be all of them, you know, take a breath, like, oh, right, yeah, come on, we can do this. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, sure. we, we remember how to do this. Um, and, and you can really kick on. It's just about getting on a run because that's the thing we've not been able to do, uh, which we have done in the past. You know, we've had slow starts, we've had blips in results, but typically under this manager, we've always put that right. So, you know, like lose two games in a row, but then win our next six. Yeah. Um, you know, lose a game, but win the next one massively, you know, heavily. It's always been about, you know, bounce back, you know, and, and we've been able to kind of rely on that a little bit. That, Losing, yeah, it can happen to anybody, but this team will always put it right. Mm. And this season, it's it's not really happened, and we've looked to that. You know, like after the Bayern Munich humiliation, it was kind of like, well, this next game's going to put that right. You know, we know we are, because, you know, we don't do that. And, you know, we got beat yeah. <laughs> again, and it was like, what? <laughs> mm. And it's not just that we lost that game, it was just we were rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like... Where's the fight? Where's that drive to put this right that we've always seen before? It's just uh, abject. And, you know, we've talked so much in these podcasts about the players that don't want to be here and all these reasons and stuff. I don't want to keep going on about it because it's out there. Everybody knows. Um, so, yeah, it's. I was not 
completely destroyed by that Liverpool defeat. Um, I th- stupidly, I think if we lose to Everton, I'll be more miffed. Yeah, um, <laughs> you, yeah, I see what you mean, Sam. It's like you know, if you look at the the defeat away to Liverpool and the defeat away to Brighton, the Brighton one yeah. hurt a lot more than the Liverpool one. Massively, yeah, yeah, yeah massively did. Um, I've I got some great news for the listeners. Um, great, great news, in fact, because you know I've had messages, emails, carrier pigeons asking me for this. This week heralds the return of Matt Stats. Now it's time for Matt's Stats on the Spurs News Podcast. Oh, mate, do you know what? It's been too long, hasn't it? And I apologise to the listeners for uh, for not having Matt's Stats on for the last couple of weeks. So hopefully this will this will make them all happy again. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. There's, there's, there's been threats and all There's been threats. Although, yeah. although say... Saying that in the in the theme of Halloween and it being mm. a Halloween special, I've got a nice Halloween stat for you that okay. is very very scary. <laughs> uh, oh, good! I think everyone listening needs that. Yeah, of course we do. Yeah, let's just pile on the misery, you know. Yeah, I'll drink to that. I'll drink to that. So, um, if you look at the last twenty five seasons. Uh, and take the results from the last 25 seasons from the Halloween weekend. Uh, okay. It makes quite interesting <clears throat> reading. Now, if you were to right. hazard a guess, Sam, where would you put us in the t- in the table of 20 uh, from uh, points gathered over the Halloween weekend over the last 25 seasons? Ooh, um... I'd, I'd like to think we're in the top half of the table. Okay. You're gonna go. You're gonna go with a position. Uh, I'm gonna say eighth. Your way out, mate. Unfortunately, uh, we're nineteenth. What? <laughs> <laughs> we're only. Okay. We're this only... doesn't. This doesn't bode well for this Everton game. <laughs> it doesn't, okay. Abort Matt stat. Quick. Where's the button? Abort Matt stat. This is why I stopped it. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> so we're only being propped up by Bournemouth on twenty-three points, and we've got twenty-five points. So, uh, oh, yeah, that's you, Bournemouth. It's a bit. It's okay. A, it's a bit depressing, and just to rub salt in the wounds, uh, you've got Man City that one's in seventh place on forty-four points. Yep. The Scumbags on six with forty-seven. Man United yeah. third with fifty, and top of the tree, Liverpool with fifty-nine points. So more than double the amount we've got. Of course it is, yeah. Um, Everton, who are our next opponents, in 14th place on 33 points. So, Okay, so they're not like dominating at Halloween. We've got a chance. Absolutely, yeah. We can move up up the table if we beat them. We'll get get within a few points of them if we can beat them in the weekend. (laughs) And in real life, we might get back into the top half of the (laughs) table. (laughs) Oh, don't. So, uh, talking about our opponents, Everton. um, So, in the Premier League, league uh, we played them 54 times beaten them 26 times drawn 20 Ray. and lost 8 so we've got a far Ooh. better record than they have against <laughs> us uh, yep. last time we played them at their ground I think you remember the game last season yeah didn't we beat them 5-3 six, 6 it was you're close six, yeah. two. Well, wasn't we singing something to the Everton fans along the lines of I bet you did your Christmas shopping or something wasn't it around yeah <laughs> it must have been around then it was like boxing day wasn't it yeah something like, like that yeah we was winding them up about something uh, in total uh, over the course of you know all our meetings we've played them 183 times now mm. I was thinking that's a bit odd isn't it 183 you'd think it'd be an even number when it seems to be playing mm. twice a season but True. interestingly and this is one for a, a little stat you can remember in, t- in December 2000 uh, December 1969 sorry uh, we uh, match was abandoned because of floodlight failure so not oh. so, not something that happens nowadays I can't imagine no. our new ground Having floodlight failure. Oh, don't don't make that. Don't say that. That's, that's <laughs> like asking for that to happen now. I think that you look at the oh. stadium. One bulb goes. I think they'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. I'd, to be fair, I think it would have to be a pretty large failure on a large. Yeah. Exactly. That. Yeah. The thing. The thing is just a little bit illuminated. And 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 the and the, uh, the the floodlights back in the sixties. I think they've uh, it's moved on a little bit since then, hasn't it? <laughs> 
Yeah, just yeah, just, just a, a little, little bit. Just a yeah. Little. yeah, a little bit. I think most of those floodlights from stadiums in the sixties are now basically all like lighting up training paddocks all over the place. <laughs> the old generators you gotta do the pull to get them going. That's right. Yeah, I love it. But fifty p in the meter. Yeah, quick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had a look at um, players. I always like. I always like looking at this. Uh, players that played for both teams, and uh, mm. I found a page that uh, gave us a bit, a few of the players there, and I picked a few out. They said okay. that it was fourteen, but that was going back a couple of years. So it may have ch- I was trying to think in the last two or three years if we've had any players that have played for, played for both yeah. teams, but I, I can't remember any. But looking at some of the players, and and going back to what, what I was saying to you earlier about. Um, you know, uh, sporting Spurs back in the day. There's some players here that mm. you might uh, bring back some memories. So you got Gary Lineker. Right. Gary Lineker, obviously, is quite yep. famous to play for both. Bobby Bobby Mims. Do you remember the goalkeeper Bobby Mims? Yeah, Bobby love Mims, him. Yeah. yeah. Pat Van Dan Howes, another one I picked yeah. out. Uh, Vinny Samways. Love yeah. it, Vinny. Uh, Gazza play for both teams. Uh, Nick Barnby, uh, David Ginola, and one of them. Another I found here as well. And I know I've spoken about him in, in a previous podcast as well. Old Espen Bardson. Espen Bardson played yeah. for Everton. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that treacherous Norwegian <laughs> git! I didn't know that. But he was he was the he was the guy that gave up football in his twenties, wasn't he? Yeah. Just, yeah, I like that. Just decided to quit football. To be I honest with you, if I if I got transferred to Everton, I think I'd quit football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not quite yeah, what it's cracked up to be over here. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. I'm moving to Liverpool. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Why am I giving a blue shirt? You're going to Merseyside, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, his agent pulled a fast one there. No, Why is it all blue? See, see, I make this joke. I quite like Everton <laughs> as a club. I'm going into this weekend hating them, but you know, hopefully we'll beat them, and I'll go back to quite like. Yeah, them you, you can like a club that you yeah. beat all the time, can't you? <laughs> I, I I like them because they they have to deal with Liverpool fans on a more oh, regular basis, and it's kind of like a a hug of solidarity when I'm online and I just see an Everton fan go, "See, oh, I told is... you they were nuts." I mean, we we think we've got it bad, don't we? With Arsenal being our, I can imagine having Liverpool as yeah. your main rivals. Nah, to be honest with you, Arsenal are keeping me fairly entertained. I mean, we're having a really crap time of it. We all just look at it and go, "Yeah, we're crap right now." You can't say anything to us because we know. Yeah. But watching Arsenal fans turn on their own captain and stuff—it's been that's been nice. That it's was, been quite. That was terrible, wasn't it? It's quite uh, quite reassuringly beautiful that no matter how crap we are, they're still awful. They're just an <laughs> awful football club. Really you know, every game, Emery out, trends. Oh, they want the guy sacked. Oh I, Jesus! I'm, what are you doing? He's he's literally revived you post Wenger getting you back on track building his own squad and yet I think this is going into his second season isn't it yeah. you know, last year was his first season and they want him sacked after every game it trends whether they win or lose it's amazing it is, I just, it's unreal it's it? just yeah. so entertaining for me I mean we're we're probably a week away from a banner being flown over <laughs> by a biplane probably flown by Jose Mourinho trying to get his job <laughs> I mean that's the uh, thing. It's like you say. I mean, like we we we're, we're struggling. We're paying up. We're playing awful. And uh, at the Watford game, there was a few boos at half time, which I never like. Yeah. I never like that because no, I don't like it, but I do get it. Yeah, sometimes I, I, when, you, when you're just frustrated. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I, I agree to an extent, Sam, with that. But I, I feel, and I've always felt this, and especially after the uh, what Mickey Hazard said on the interview that we did last season. Yeah. We're we're there to. I know we pay. I know we pay a, a premium to be at the stadium. I, I appreciate yep. that, and there isn't there is an element of I'm paying quite a lot of money. You know, I need to be. I want to be entertained from what I paid. Yep. But there, there also needs to be the I'm there to support my team. You know, yep. and and we, we we didn't play well, but hearing hearing no. the booze as they're walking off, that's not going to help, is it? That really isn't no, going to help. But I mean, for forty five minutes, if you've been cheering and singing your heart out. And then for one minute or less than a minute, probably thirty seconds, you boo to let them know you don't think it's good enough. But then the next forty-five minutes, you're singing, you're cheering your heart out. I think you've got an argument to say that all I'm doing is showing them that come on, this is crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but do, but do you know what? You're, that, you're, just... you are right. It's, yeah. it's kind of it is detrimental. But at the same time, I do get the frustration. I I've been at the ground at White Hart Lane back. Who was the manager? Um, 
where it was like every game was toxic. I mean, it was awful. Um, How far are we going uh, back? Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, true. I'm saying who was the manager, and you're like, what, one which of one? Managers. We got like on. Christian Gross no, or um, he, he won the League Cup with Martin Yole's team. Oh, not Jules Graham. The following was it? season, sold everybody. Um, God. Oh, he's not the 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 Wande Ramos. Wande Ramos, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. And like my, my, me and my brother went, and we were there, and like I hadn't been for ages, just because of like commitments in my life and stuff like that. And the last time I'd been was with Martin Yole, and we were playing well. And like the fact, you know, Martin Yole's team, yeah, we might not win every week, but we were always good to watch, mm. weren't we? Mm. And it was kind yeah. of like, oh, this is this is a lot of fun again. Yeah. And then I went there, and I was like, wow, I'm surrounded by the same people in the same seats, and it is just nasty. Like you got the half time. It wasn't like a spattering of boo with a few people applauding. It was like the stadium were booing. <laughs> it was it was thirty thousand. Yeah. yeah, it was angry. It was <laughs> vicious. It, and I was like, I turned to my brother at one point. And said, I don't think I've ever been in a crowd like this where it feels like a mob, not a crowd. <laughs> yeah. it, it feels like all it would take is for like Daniel Levy to walk out and go, "Come on, then," and it, we would have wrecked the stadium. <laughs> You know, it was like it was just literally one thing away from everyone turning into a Springfield Simpson esque riot. Um, <laughs> do, do, yeah, do you know what, Sam? I, I might have mentioned this in a, uh, apologies. I've, I've, I've mentioned it when it happened last year, but I went to um, uh, watch Wolves away with my yeah, little boy yeah. when we beat them three two. Yeah, yeah. And did I ever tell you the story about the the, the before the game, the, the silence? You know, the, and it's actually this. Yeah, it was obviously yeah, this time you of did year. Tell me, yeah. But yeah, one of one of the one of the, literally like we we respected the actual two minute silence completely. But just three or four fans just shouted, you know, what before? And it, so the, the, it all went quiet in the stadium, and yeah. it was just a, 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 a couple of minutes before everything came out, and just a couple of our fans sat, sang a Yid song, Yid Army song, or something like that. Yeah. And the anger from those Wolves fans, God, yeah, they, I think if they, if they would have if they would have been with us, we would have they would have. Bitter, they would have ripped our necks out with their us teeth. All, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I've been. See, that's just the thing. Though. I've been in a few stadiums where I'm up near the opposition fans and felt that kind of. All it's going to take for me is to turn around and smile at one yeah, they, I'm dead. You know, kill you. And I felt that, and I've, I've kind of like, okay, I'm at a football match. I get that. That's how it is. I'm wearing white. He's wearing red. Yeah. Therefore, he wants to kill me. Logical. <laughs> Not really, <laughs> but, but you know, I, I'm like, okay, I know I'm at football. That's what happens. But when I was in that, like I said, that Warren and it was just like everybody, Tottenham fans everywhere. It was like someone could have just gone that half wasn't half bad, and everyone would have beat the crap out of him. You know, it was just, oh, it was just so tense oh, and horrible. Jesus. I left that game, and he was like, "Oh, do you want to go to?" The...? And I was like, "No, nope. no, I'm good. I want to go home. No, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I want to go home. I'm." I don't want to be around these people because I genuinely think they all want to kill one another <laughs> and definitely the ref. The ref needs to die. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of like, yeah, I do get that frustrated kind of, oh, like, boom, come on, sort it out. Yeah, yeah As long sure. as it's that, you know, that kind of, and then you go back to, right, okay, I've said that, I've said my piece. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. now I'm back to singing every song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, when it's a whole stadium and it's like 20 minutes of, and you, do you remember it? I, I know we don't really do it now, but like if someone passes it sideways or something, you hear like 20,000 people go, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, and like I said, I was just there like, oh my God, any minute now. <laughs> do, do, you know, do you know what? It's, it's funny though, isn't it? Because well, obviously we, we, we want to see uh, see them win, don't we? Every, yeah, yeah. You want to go to the yeah, game, you want yeah. to see them win. But there's nothing more and like frustrating them when they don't put the effort in. That is the thing, isn't it? It's like when there's that no, is it. when yeah, they're not putting the effort in. It's thing. just like and and that's when you know I I don't think I can look. I, I know I sound like I'm just criticising people that boo, and I've got my own opinion towards it. But yeah. I don't ever feel like I'd do it uh, personally because like I, yeah. I just want to be in the mindset of su- supporting. But you just you, it is that frustration that kind of mm, you know boils over. Just like yeah. yeah, we're here. We've made the effort. We've, you know, if we come here for. I've got. I've been on the train for two hours to come in. Obviously, yeah. I'm one of probably one of the closer people. You know, yeah, and, know. and and we've made this effort, and you're you're not making the effort. Well, and that that is the that is the main crux of it. Mm. I mean, there's a supporters group in Devon for go to every home game, and you know Cornwall and stuff like that. These people are doing for a for a home game like a six hour round trip commute, six to eight hour round trip commute. 
and they are costing them an absolute fortune not only in ticket prices but in like getting their food drink for this every game and then they're watching someone on a hundred thousand pounds a week look like they don't care yeah yeah that's that's when it boils over and yeah, that's sure. and that's where you get this disconnect which Pochettino and his coaching team really eliminated after their first season, that disconnect between the team and the fans. Mm. And unfortunately, I'm starting to feel it again. Like, because of the likes of Ericsson, Toby and Jan, who basically just seem to have gone, we don't want to get injured because we want to earn some serious money come January. Mm. We're all just like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling that disconnect again. And that's that's really annoying. Yeah. Uh, but anyway... um. On a lighter note... Yeah, guys, lighten the mood, Sam, please. It's our Halloween special. <laughs> and because it's our Halloween special, mate, I've come up with a game. Fantastic. I like the sound of that. Do you, do you want to play a game? Let's play a game. Come on, let's play a Halloween game. I've created its own theme tune. Okay. It's now time for... Goal or Ghoul! <laughs> Okay, so in case you couldn't make that out, it it said this game is called Ghoul or Goal. Ghoul or Goal. Okay. Right. So basically, I'm gonna. I have four professional footballers, perhaps. Okay. I've got their names. Now you have to tell me if they are. If it's a goal, meaning they yes they were or are a professional footballer. Okay. Or if no, Sam, you've made this one up. It's a ghoul. Sure. Okay. Right. Okay. This is going to test my knowledge. Come, let's go. I don't know. It's going to be quite good. Okay. So I'm going to give you a little bit of information on each one as well. So this one is a former Manchester United youth player. Went on to play for several clubs, and his name is Christopher Casper. So I put it to you, Matt. Is that a ghoul, or is it indeed a goal? I seem to remember a player called Casper, so I'm going to go goal. That is the correct answer. Well done. I love it. Okay, so on to the next one. This is uh, a player who played for Birmingham City. He played for Bradford. He played for Sheffield Wednesday. And his name is Terence Ghost. I put it to you. Is this a goal or a ghoul? I'm going to go ghoul on this one. You're going to go ghoul mm. on this one? Mm. You're right again, mate. <laughs> You're doing very well. Yeah, yeah so far. <laughs> Alright, so we're halfway there. It's two out of two. Okay. The next one. The next one is has played again a former Manchester United youth player came through just after the one I mentioned before uh, he went on to play for several other clubs and his name is Jonathan Spector yeah definitely a goal I remember him I'm impressed three from three okay and the last one Former Dutch international goalkeeper. He played for Ajax and then transferred to Inter Milan. Sorry for what it was AC, but Inter Milan, where he played for eight seasons, winning several trophies. His name is Petra Vanden Gool. Is that a goal or a ghoul? Oh, mate, this is a hard one. I want to get a perfect four. Um... Okay, I'm going to go ghoul. Are you sure? <laughs> no, no, I'm going to change it to goal. Change it to goal. Right, Petra Vanden Ghoul. You... Right, because you've said both, I'm going to give you one last chance. Right. What do you want to go, goal I'm... or ghoul? I'm going goal. Goal, so... That's your final answer? That's my final answer, Chris. <laughs> Don't call me that part, <laughs> Final answer. It's a goal, or is it? Oh, no, no, it was a goal! <laughs> oh, no. Do you know you what? You fell into my you, trap. You made <laughs> me... Oh, man. No. Do you know what? I'm happy with three, though. Three out of yeah. four ain't bad. 
I think so. Yeah, no, I completely made up Peter Van den Gool. Because there was, it sounded, because you really gave him a good history as well. Yeah, yeah, I know. Van der Gaal is the one who played for Man United. Raymond well, you, Van der Gaal. You, you could pronounce it like that, Sam, technically. I mean. Yeah, yeah, you could. But no, his name's Raymond. This one was called Petra. Oh, right, oh, fair enough. <laughs> Petra Van den Gool. Yeah, no, I know. I, I was trying to, I was generally searching to try and find names. And I found two former Man United youth players, Casper and Spectre. And they played alongside each other at yeah, one point I remember them I do remember I'd have them. loved yeah. that yeah, <laughs> why that was I been... not aware of that team <laughs> yeah and then um, but the funniest thing was the article it was like uh, that I found it was talking about you know all the ghost jokes and you know being see-through in defence and <laughs> all these different things and I thought oh, a bit cruel quite funny and then they said when they played alongside Wes Brown and I thought, wow, Wes Brown, best central defender to ever play in the Premier League, as proven by his trophy haul. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. No one comes yeah. anywhere near him, do they? You know, because yeah, that, that's the logic, isn't it? He's the best. He's the best. The yeah. best. Okay, so that was my game. I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, hope hope people got on well at home. Um, I'll possibly clip that and put it on the page. <laughs> um, but the next thing I want to talk about, um, I attended and enjoyed greatly uh Tottenham women um beating Bristol City they were 1-0 down and they came back to win 2-1 with two goals in 2 minutes and they were both wonder strikes from outside the box oh, <laughs> from the same player who basically picked the ball up turned looked up and smashed it one all Everyone was still celebrating, and she did it again. Oh, <laughs> it's like, yes! <laughs> um, so, yeah, my, my daughter loved it. Had a great time. Um, yeah, yeah, so they, they played really well. And that's another amazing three points for them in the Women's Super League. The first season in the top flight, fully professional. You know, the goal has got to be, you know, getting up there, establishing yourselves, and they're doing a phenomenal job. So, yeah, really, really proud of them. What was um, the attendance like, by the way, Sam? Was it a good, good turnout? Uh, not really. No. Um, I'd, I'd probably say a couple of thousand. Okay. Um, yeah. No, it's still it's still got a long way to go. I mean, it's called, anyone who knows Bristol at all, it's called the Stoke Gifford Stadium, and stadiums are really kind of loose term <laughs> okay. when it comes to this. Um, have they got the 1969 floodlights still there, have they? <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably where they've gone. Yeah, um, but no, all joking aside, I mean it, it's a developing game, and I mean in Bristol, they played a game at Ashton Gate Stadium, which is the main stadium of Bristol for Bristol City, Bristol Rugby, and they, you know, they had a good twenty thousand people in there for a women's game. So the appeals there, unfortunately, um, they don't have that and that same reach for marketing for every single game. Mm-hmm. And there's also an appeal of going into Ashton Gate Stadium or going into the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium to watch a game, even if it's the women's team, the men's team, whoever, as opposed to basically going to a park yeah, and watching. Of yeah, I mean, and I, that's, yeah. that's, yeah, you know, that's kind of where it needs to catch up a little bit. And, um, but it's, it's going great guns. I mean, you, you, you watch them and the, the development of the football, the way the game's being played, um, the, the skill level of the players. I mean, I remember watching women's football 10 years ago and basically switching it off because I was just like, do you know what? This is, I could watch better than this at the park. Mm, you know, mm. it really wasn't at a level that I enjoyed at all. That's just my opinion. But now, I, yeah, it's a very watchable game of football on a very high level. It's good. Yeah, and, and also a, a good point, I think, to be made is that, you know, I went to see them last season uh, Chesant for a game, and yeah. and it look. This is no disrespect to, to the to the ground to Chesant Football Club, but they're they're, no. lo- they're lower leagues, aren't they? You know, so the yeah. the yeah, pitch yeah, is yeah. the pitch is never going to be a, a a quality that you're going to find in the upper leagues, and right. and, and I think that makes a big difference. It, it does. It, it does it, you know, if you if you're playing on a on a say say if you play on the white or call it the white lane, our new pitch, yeah, no, compared yeah. to playing at Chesant, you know, you're, the, the football's going to be of a better quality just because you're playing on a better pitch. Yeah, and, and it's also presentation from a fan's point of view. You know, um, you look at, you know, a, a women's team at Man City and their academy play in a stadium. You know, mm. it's a purpose-built stadium for the academy team and the women's team. And I think, you know, at Hotspur Way, you see the academy team play in the, sort of the main pitch there. It's like a small stand in air quotes um but you know it's basically just people stood around the railings watching mm-hmm. um i think 
again the next step the next project perhaps is to look at that uh, mirroring what man city have done because i think the women having their own their own their home basically i think that helps with the presentation it it takes them up a level again uh, but right now it's all about just establishing themselves in the women's super league in building from there i think absolutely i agree yeah uh but yeah but no, that was good um i suppose the next thing is I want to talk about is the Amazon series. Um, yeah. So <laughs> we, we've done a deal for anyone who's missed this. Uh, Amazon do a sports documentary series. They've done it on uh, uh, baseball teams in America, American football teams. Uh, they've done it on the All Blacks rugby team, and now they did it Man City, and now they're they're going to be doing one with us. Um, I'm just thinking about this. You know, the All Blacks got absolutely murdered by England in the Rugby World Cup. Man City have really fallen off this season behind Liverpool. I think this is a really bad idea. Mm, I think you've only got to look can't, at... We can't get worse. <laughs> you've only got to look at Sunderland, I think, to see like, yeah. how it's a bad idea to have cameras following yeah. you about. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't know, man. I enjoyed watching that. that I did. Like, I loved it. And I, and I feel bad for enjoying it, but it was kind of like, this is great. It's just, it was just car crash, wasn't it? The way the, the club was. was being run. And and I I fear that there's a lot of fans out there who are football fans who heard about Tottenham getting an Amazon series going, oh, I'm going to love this. Yeah. And there's a lot of Tottenham fans going, no, 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 kill this idea. <laughs> no, not. don't. You know, the fact is people kicked off about Mauricio doing a book. <laughs> now we're having a documentary. Oh, so it's going to be a behind-the-scenes, a 10-part uh, behind-the-scenes, which will air after the season finishes next year, 2020, summer of. Um, I'm looking forward to it and dreading it in equal measure. I think whether I watch it or not greatly is going to be affected by what else happens this mm. season. Mm. Um, but at the same time, it's going to be compulsory viewing for all of us because the glimpse behind the scenes to the situation that there is right now is just going to be essential for every Tottenham fan I think um, so there is a good conspiracy theory that all of this is just to create drama you know going into going into this Amazon series uh, you know in the next couple of weeks Ericsson, Toby and Yana suddenly rediscovered their boots have been on the wrong feet from the start of the season <laughs> and everything's going to be okay again oh, <laughs> but, maybe that is the plot line maybe they're just you know they've Amazon have paid Ericsson yeah. a couple of million just to be awful and then towards yeah. towards Christmas just become his normal self again and well yeah. there there's another cynical side of me by the way is that November and December we might see the best out of those three players because they want to earn a lot of money in January sure um there's kind of like no winning for them, by the way, right now, because if they do suddenly up their performance, start playing well, I'm just going to think of and hate them even yeah. more, to be yeah. honest with you. Michael. But that's, that's, a, that's a side note. Amazon, <laughs> let's talk about the Amazon thing. Um, it's been widely reported that we're getting paid £10 million for it. Um, there's also then ongoing rights and things like that. The £10 million is basically just a flat fee for the licence to be able to do it. There is an article in the Daily Mail today that says a group of agents representing up to 10 Tottenham players have made a formal complaint to Daniel Levy on behalf of their clients. Their clients want money from the Amazon deal and do not think it is fair that this is happening and are not getting any extra. Uh, it's come from the Daily Fail. Um, I've not been able to find it anywhere else or from a journalist that I trust, so pinch of salt perhaps. The fact is, it's probably got some truth to it because it does feel very much like an agent leak. The fact he's talking from an agent's point of view suggests the agent's turned around to a journalist he knows and says, hey, this is a story. Mm, mm. <laughs> um, now, anyone who remembers the, the summer transfer window just gone knows that we tried to sign a player from Juventus. And the reason why that deal didn't go over the line is because his image rights was owned by a third-party company. And when you buy a player, you need to buy their image rights. And the reason why you do that is because you then own their image to go on TV, to go on posters, marketing, to go on magazines, you know, match day programs. You own the rights to that person, their image rights. There's no other way I can do this. 
So basically, if Tottenham decide to sign a deal with Amazon, where cameras are going to follow the club around and have access to interviews, um, I'd guess, based on their contracts and us owning their image rights, the phrase dance, monkey, dance springs immediately to mind. You've got to do it. It's part of your contract. Um, The notion that there are players that are earning the kind of money per week that they earn um, who are now saying, oh, we should earn more because we've got to talk to the Amazon people or they're being filmed during training is just another example of how there's going to be a disconnect between the fans and the players because like Man City did a similar thing. Um, Man City didn't pay their players anything more. There, there, you know, that's that's out there. It's in the public domain. The players didn't get like, hey, we got ten million from Amazon. We're going to split that between you. Didn't happen. The club pocketed the money. The players just got on with their jobs and did what they were told. So it's just something else which is out there right now, which is going to cause a little bit of grief. Um, like I said, it's come from the Daily Mail. So. To say the only time they get things right is purely down to dumb luck. You know, a broken clock gets it right twice a day. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know where to go with it, really. I mean, I, I think it's an atrocious idea, but that's just my personal opinion. And as I said, I think it's an atrocious idea. It's going to be terrible, but I can't wait to see it. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. And do you know what? I was I was thinking, like, a couple of things sort of uh, sprung to mind when you, when you said about what the that rag has come out with like firstly i'm thinking if it's true and i don't i don't think it is true but if there's any element of truth in it you wonder whether that could be a a a reason or or kind of a a, a contributing factor to our current club yeah Yeah. that's what i was thinking but but then i was but then i was thinking look as you say what 10 million yeah. I obviously to us normal people that is a absolutely ridiculously vast sum of money that would change our yeah. lives the rest of our lives. Harry Kane probably earns that what in a couple of couple well, of years, not even that probably, you know. Well, he's on best part of three hundred thousand a week. Yeah, and, and that's so. so so if you if you divide ten million by what, twenty five squad players Yeah. They, they, I don't think they're gonna be that fussed, to be honest with you, are they, with that with a cut that cut? No, of, I to, to me, it, it feels like if you've got a player... Uh, I'm just going to pick this guy. There's no evidence of anything. I'm just going to pick him. You've got a player, say, like Serge Aurier, who wanted to leave. It wants to leave. You know, continues to want to leave. Yeah, he said, right, I'll knuckle down and I'll play. We all know what Serge is like. He, he, he wants to go. He wants another club. His agent's actively looking. If you are trying to force a move, you're trying to get out the door... You know, perhaps a club's only willing to spend fifteen million on him. Daniel Levy is asking for twenty-five, and you're trying to force it a bit. You get your agent to be an ass. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's the kind of thing like an agent will go in there and go, "My client's not talking to Amazon because he's not getting paid for it." Mm. You know, in his contract, yeah, you own his image rights, but that only covers this. Create a fuss, create an argument, create tension leak it to the press <laughs> you know which is just going to infuriate everybody and then all of a sudden when an offer does come in for 15 million Daniel Levy is far more inclined to go yeah get the hell out of my football club yeah sure sure and and that's kind of the sort of thing that happens unfortunately because of the the murky world that is agents mm. um, but yeah I I don't know mate I mean when it comes from them and there's no other source like I say Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it's total ball. Yeah, they um, they do. I mean, I, I think it might have been. Was it the Daily Mail that I always remember years and years ago that told us that it was a done deal that Solskjaer was signing for Spurs? It was done. Yeah, he's signing yeah. on the dotted line. It's happening yeah, today. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> that happened, didn't they, it? They they do those things and they do it because we as fans let them get away with it. Unfortunately. You know, they, they post crap. Most most of the sports papers post total crap. And we let them get away with it simply because next time they put a story up that's a half-truth, we all click on the bloody thing again. Mm. And I'm as guilty as anybody else. You know, if I see a story come up like this, Daily Mail, agents demand money from Amazon deal, I clicked on it. Mm. I was interested. And then I've read it and I've felt dirty. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what have I done? I've perpetuated the cycle of yeah. crap yeah. Daily Mail Ugh. Oh, you know, I feel part, your pain part, Sam 
Yeah, so, you know, after five or six showers and crying in the corner, <laughs> I, I was all right again. I'm uh, just I'm just picturing you from that, you know, uh, Jim Carrey from the Ace Ventura film when he realises he's kissed a fellow <laughs> and you're just, you're just crawling in the shower. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I'm glad that you picture me in the shower, Matt. It's, just, it's a good bond we have. Here. Yeah, exactly. That's, well, uh, we, we know we, we've, we've been yeah. doing this for a while now, you know. We, yeah. can, we can picture those things now, can't we? Yeah, there's a lot of Neanderthal <laughs> listeners just switched off bloody gays. <laughs> I'm not listening to them. Yeah, never mind. Bless them. Listen. Um, they're probably the same morons, by the way, and I say morons in the nicest possible way to morons, that got angry that Tottenham illuminated their stadium pink for breast cancer awareness. Oh, God. I was so proud of the club doing stuff like that and so pleased when they do stuff like that to see comments of someone on our page for example said i remember when a football stadium was just a stadium for football and i was kind of like so you're objecting to this because you're pro breast cancer what what's your stance here what is your thinking beyond making that comment and kel surprise the person deleted their comment pretty quickly but there, there was loads of just negativity around the club basically doing something for charity because, oh, bloody hell, you know, why are we doing that? Oh, we're a laughing stock. The club looks pink. Really? Yeah. We're a laughing stock because of that? Bayern Munich basically pulling our pants down and banging us from behind 7 2 is embarrassing and we're a laughing stock. Supporting people who are going through breast cancer and stuff like that and showing the solidarity and donating money as a club to that cause, that's embarrassing. Oh, people need to look at themselves. <laughs> yeah, they, they do, mate. And do you know what? Uh, listen, you, you, you know full well uh, what's happening in my post office. And I'm, I'm happy to yeah. share this with you on, on the podcast. My, okay, my, my, are you sure? I don't want to... No, listen, mate, I don't mind, honestly. Like, my, my wife's okay. suffering from breast cancer at the moment. And it, to, to, I know that if you if you like the, the, the spur the, the club the stadium that's a that's a great way to get a very good sign out there isn't it you know you, yeah. you've got you've got a you've got a, a huge stadium and they know that it'll be all in the press and and it will it will yeah. kind of you know it will it will go on social media so by all means do it I I think and I, and I mean this Sam and and I I think it seems to be the same in with most most examples I can think of when, when people complain about things like this it's their own insecurities they've got they've got it's something that they they need to deal with and they they yeah. they, they kind of protect they're, they're objecting or protesting about something that it's really nothing is it it's just a, a color isn't it? Yeah. You know I mean? like we've yeah. got we've got yeah, like lo- right. locally where I live um I live quite near a couple of um uh, uh Garden set. I want to say garden centres, not garden, garden cities. You know, a couple of yeah, the ones that yeah, were built yeah. in the sixties and seventies, where commuters, uh, people who lived in London, could go there, and they had quite direct links into um, into London. Yeah, uh, I know where you mean. Yeah, and one of them, they have like a every. I think I'm not sure if it's every once a year they have the sort of the the, the breast cancer awareness week yeah, or something, yeah, and they yeah. just pour pink dye in in the fountain in the middle, and it's fantastic. <laughs> it's really good, <laughs> and my kids love it. Like every year, we've got to go and see the oh, pink yeah. fountain, you know, and yeah. it's just a colour, you know. What is people's issue with it, you know? And it's it's their insecurities. It's just their insecurities, and they it's it's almost like that. He doth protest too much, you know, and yeah. yeah I yeah, think I that's the pro- yeah. I think that's the problem. I, um, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I I get you. Um, well, f- thanks for sharing that, mate, with people, because I think that'll probably give a little bit of perspective to people as well. Oh, and um, and, and also, and also Sam, after. I want I wanted to mention my wife because in case anyone did think, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> share showers. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Bringing your wife up at this point. Yeah, definitely. And and thank you for reminding me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, love to her as always. Thank you, um, mate. Yeah, let's um, let's move on to the next part of this podcast, where we will go to our Facebook page and see if anyone has anything they'd like us to discuss. And now it's time for your comments directly from our Facebook page. Okay, so I get really nervous about this now. Like last season when we were doing this, 90% of the time it would be like, hey, what do you think of this youth player? What do you think of this? And now it's like, hey, what's the best way of suicide? 
Um, okay, so first question. Please don't be what I just said. Um, oh man, dude, your name is phenomenal, and I'm going to butcher it. Oludeli Adeleki Adewali. Dude, if I got that right, I am proud of myself, but I probably got it wrong, so I apologise. He says, what is the matter with Lucas Erickson, um, who play on the flank, and why is such late substitutions all the time, even when fresh legs are needed? Are new ideas needed? Um, I think what he's basically trying to say is, you know, what's the matter with Erickson? Well covered. We mm. don't need to discuss that again. Mm. Uh, Lucas is a thing. I see so much. You know, why isn't Lucas playing? Oh, Lucas on the bench again. Why isn't he starting? Um, what's your opinion on that, mate? I, I just, I personally just don't feel like Lucas is a 90-minute player. That's that's the problem I think I've got with him. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, we've seen we've seen him in flashes, and yeah. obviously, you know, the, the highlight really is obviously the uh, the, the Ajax semi final. Oh yes, but he yeah. is is I, I see him more of an imp, as an impact player, and uh, I don't know, I I, I I kind of yeah, I mean, he's a great player. He's a great player. He's got great pedigree. He's a full Brazilian international, but yeah. for for me, I, I just I I don't feel like he's. Like, I mean, what is it? I, I guess you've got like. With the players we've got at the moment, I know Delhi's obviously struggling, so there's a case yeah. to be made for him starting in, in place of Delhi, you know. But I, I just I like seeing him come on in the you know the 60th minute and 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 making an impact, changing the game. I, I don't see him as a 90 minute player. Yeah, this is it's the thing, and I I always go back to this when it comes to team selections, player selections, and that is. You've got to trust the person who's making the decisions because you've got to trust that they have the data we don't. So, for example, you know, I'll always say, look, they he trains every single day in front of the coaching staff and the manager. If they looked at him and went, in training this week, he has been a level above Delhi, Sun, Kane, whoever, the kid's going to start. Mm. And it's not like he never starts. Yeah. And it's also, like you just said, it's not like any time he ever starts, he finishes the game. Mm. He, Whether he's, he runs himself into the ground or whether his natural fitness doesn't allow him to do it, I, I honestly don't know. I don't know whether perhaps there's an injury there that everyone keeps quiet. But to me, like you said, he always seems to be used as an impact player by the club. And if that's kind of how they've pigeonholed him, and keep in mind that he signed a new deal not that long ago, so clearly he's not unhappy with his role at the club, Mm -hmm. it would kind of suggest, you know, if he's fully fit, firing, I can play 90 minutes twice a week, you don't sign that new deal unless your manager says you're going to be starting, Lucas. Mm-hmm. It feels to me like perhaps there is something there or a reason there where the player knows and the manager knows, but we're not advertising it to the world, that you play 30 minutes, 40 minutes, maybe 60 minutes if we need you to start a game, but we know you ain't going to play 90. Yeah, <laughs> so, and, and it's, it's, got, yeah. it's got great pedigree, hasn't he? He's a great player, you know, and yeah. he's, he's, you know, he, he did well for PSG. You, you, you wonder as well whether... The last, the season we signed him, uh, he, he was mm. playing. He was a regular for P, uh, PSG, wasn't he? Play- the year before he was, yeah. Yeah. And the Arsenal manager dumped him. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> he just didn't fancy him, did he? And no, it, he never played. Didn't even yeah. train. But, but he, when we when we signed him, he was just completely unfit. Yeah. So uh, look, I'm not saying that he's seen something, but you wonder, like you say, whether there's something that we don't know in regards to his fitness. Well, maybe. he. The thing is, as well, when it comes to fans, is is fans tend to really remember, um, you know, the big moments for a player, and they tend to forget everything else. Mm. So, like for example, uh, I've watched games Lucas has played in where he's done nothing, and Mm. he's been completely ineffective, drifted out wide, stayed there, not gone looking for the ball, not tracked back, put in no effort. But because of what he did in that quarter final, you know, semi final, sorry, against Ajax, he's a legend at this club now. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> and he is loved for very good reason. He's loved and is a legend at this club now. That night will live in all of our memories for the rest of our lives. It's the night we're going to tell our kids about, you yeah, know? Yeah. So that is ingrained. It's, it's fine. And because of that, he's kind of got that status now, which means that people have forgotten everything else. 
you know, forget everything else. So when he comes on, he could literally fall over his own feet. He could be crap for 10 minutes, but then if he gets up and dribbles past someone, it's like, oh, Lucas was amazing. Why mm. isn't he playing every week? Yeah, sure, because sure. Because we're all looking at him through those complete, you know, lily white tinted glasses now because he's Lucas. He's the semi-final hero. He's a legend. So, yeah, we all need to like kind of take a step back still and just go, if he's not starting, then why is that? The reality probably is is that Sonny is a better player than him, and I and I believe that. And in our system, he likes to have Sonny play just off Kane but wide, and he also tends to like to have someone who's going to try and win the ball and be a little bit more disciplined in like Lamella or Dele. Mm, mm. So anyway, that's that's my take on that. The next one is from Super Stub Step In Stefan, who says. The Liverpool performance, was it a step up from previous or did we just play not to lose, which would have worked if not for Aurier, <laughs> uh, which is not the Pochettino way? What do you think? It, it all changed when we scored that goal, when we scored that early goal for me. Yeah. We just, we almost, and again, I don't think that he could have said it before the game, right, score, go in the first minute and then defend for your lives. But it, it just kind of... It, we, if, if, uh, if as a manager you had that power, okay, yeah, I want you to score in the first, second, yeah, third, fourth, fifth, yeah. sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth minutes, and then chill. And then yeah. shut, shut, shut up, yeah. yeah. But it was it was similar to... I mean, you were talking about the, the tactics we had, and it was like how Newcastle beat us at our ground earlier in the season. Yep. Play on the break, score the goal, and defend for your lives. And yep. it, it could have... Like you said earlier, it could have been completely different if Sonny had scored that that goal, you know, from that shot. But um, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. Whether, I, I don't know whether the players have had the same thoughts that me and you had. Whereas you know, it's yeah. Anfield, it's Liverpool; they're a step above us. I, I fear, and and it is a sad reality we're all gonna have to embrace right now or do our nutting that we set up in that game not to get pulverized. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we went there to try and steal something. We we failed, mm. but we didn't get pulverized, and yeah. that is kind of like sad to have to admit that to ourselves that we've fallen that far behind. But it's the reality. Mm. That's my opinion, anyway. Mm. Uh, finally, Simon Whiteman says, "Do you feel that Delhi should be given time to play himself into form, or is it time to unleash Lachelso?" Yeah, and that's another interesting one, isn't it? Delhi, and I know there's been a lot of talk about him. I know uh, Roy Keane was and uh, Gary Neville yes. were talking about Sky Sports, and yeah, they went in two footed. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and he, like Roy Keane likes going in two footed anyway. That's he he? Does. the only way he, he really knows. But you you do get the feeling with Delhi that there is an element of that, isn't there? Of him, you, you know, being kind of just so caught up in the fame and yeah. and everything that he's forgotten. He's, well, he's not forgotten. He's just he's just lost his lost a bit of hunger. I I really agreed with what they were all saying. It it feels like he's lost his hunger, and that was what that's, that is Delhi, isn't it? He's so yeah. tenacious, aggressive, and you know he always seems to be in the right place because he. The, you think of those two goals he scored against Chelsea. Uh, yeah, just driving, driving. He wants to be in there. He wants to be scoring the goals, and he seems to have lost it. But to full credit yeah. to him, he, he he appears like to have. I've realised it, and he's he's making you know making steps to improve. You know, it's obviously I mean, cancelled all his. He scored the equaliser against Watford, and that felt a very Delhi goal. Mm. Yes, it did. Absolutely, yeah. And and you kind of you kind of saw that, and you kind of felt, damn, you know, that's that's the player that we're missing right now. Mm. You know, he's mm. he's not doing that, and why? There's so many reasons, but. When you've had a like a real string of injuries, because he had like the hamstring, then he had that problem with his calf as he tried to come back, then his hamstring again. You lose confidence. You know, you don't sprint full on because you're terrified your hamstring's going to go again. Mm. You don't turn. You know, like when Harry Winks first came back from those ankle injuries, and like Harry Kane as well. You don't have that trust and belief anymore that when you turn, your leg's not going to give out on you. Um, the the worst injury I ever came back from when I was playing rugby was like a knee injury, and genuinely, I was never ever the same player after having knee surgery, because I just, no matter how confident I felt in it, I would never do the same or rely on this. I like adjusted my game completely, mm. and I just wasn't the same player. And I think a lot of people can realise that you know if you you do a manual job and you hurt yourself, you adjust. 
you know, yeah, because you can't keep doing the same thing. Sure. And I I think he needs to play because I think he needs to have that confidence that his hamstring isn't going to go on him mm. at any minute. And a stop-start, you know, come off the bench, going again whilst we're going into the cold months, and his hamstring's likely to go. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so yeah. You, you kind of want him playing and finding his touch, finding his form, but at the same time, there is a real valid argument for Lachelso needs minutes. I mean, technically, that's a loan deal right now, and he's been injured. We've not seen anything of this player. You know, mm. we've seen minutes but he's done nothing in a Tottenham shirt yet. Mm. And if we're going to be spending the money that we've agreed to spend on him, we really need to see it. Because, of course, come the end of the season, if we're not in the Champions League, we can pull out of that deal. Yeah, It would have been a bloody expensive loan, <laughs> but but we can pull out of it. And that's that's kind of... The player will know that. The player wants to be there. He wants to be working under Mauricio. So... We we need to see him. So to see him, he needs to have minutes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, just... of course. It's like a vicious circle, isn't it? It is, mate. Because mm. you've got Delhi there, who you look at and go, he needs to find his form. He needs to play. Then you've got this other player coming back from injury. Ryan Sessignon should be involved soon again. I can't wait to time. see him. I can't wait to see him in a spare shirt. Yeah, yeah, mate. It's, there's a lot going on. So much going on that I'm just trying to stay really, really hopeful. That you know, Lachelso, Sessignon, Undombele, these players all playing at the same time together. You can leave out some of the crap, mm. not crap, yeah. but leave out some of the players who aren't putting the effort in. Mm. And and just maybe, just maybe that give us the kick that like Delhi etc can feed off of as well. Because the other thing about people being critical of Delhi at the moment is he's playing in a team with a lot of passengers, so he's out of form. He'll admit that, but when you're in an out of form player, when you've got ten others putting in the effort, it doesn't look anywhere near as bad as when you're out of form and you've got three of your colleagues strolling around doing nothing. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and that's you know, so it's it's like it's magnifying it. You know, you see Ericsson not do anything, then you see Delhi not you know fail to get a pass away. You're kind of lumping them in the same boat, and they're not. You know, Delhi's committed to this club. He's signed a long-term deal. He's he's here for us. We just need to support him. He's young, still 23 years old. We need to get him through this as a fan base. And I think if we do, we got his prime years. He'll be phenomenal for us. But we just, just got to get him through this. Yeah, I agree. Completely agree, Sam. Okay, mate. Well, that's it. That's it for the Halloween special. Um, I think we've had some fun and scared the crap out of ourselves at the same time. Yeah, and you've uh, and you've and you've brought a positive end to the podcast, which I like. I did. Yeah, that was the plan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, like I planned it. But, yeah, but uh, big thank you to everybody for listening. I know whilst performances are bad, listening to all things Tottenham Hotspur might not be high on people's priority, but. We are still clearing 500 of you every week, so we really appreciate that. Just imagine us all being a big hall, like 500 of you, and just me and Matt on a stage talking. That's terrifying. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm don't not going to think there, about man. that again. Don't go there. But yeah, uh, thank you, Matt. I will speak to you next week. I hope everyone has a good Halloween. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Until next time, be safe out there, (laughs) my little pretties. (laughs) Come on, Spurs.